and welcome to the Friday edition of Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimak. Today is October the 22nd, the day set aside by the church to celebrate St. John Paul II. I'm going to share, this is pretty interesting, I, I shared a quote on Facebook today. Apparently, I had shared it in 2017. It's one of those memories that came back in Facebook. Um, it, it's, it's really short. It's compact. It's one that I totally forgot about. It's a quote from St. John Paul II from October the 22nd, 1978, the day he became, he was officially uh, installed as the Pope. I'm going to share that with you. We'll do that after the prayer. And I'm also going to talk about something that hit me from the uh, the gospel from today's Daily Mass. You know, it's... Uh, Again, Jesus is talking in in some pretty tough language, and that's the way it's been. We're we're in that stretch of Luke's gospel, and the churches take going sequentially through Luke's gospel. So the past couple of days have been pretty rough when it comes to the Lord. But I don't know. I've been seeing some some silver linings in this. I, I I think sometimes you just need to look more closely at Scripture. You can, you can pull the negative gloom and doom, fire and brimstone message out. And don't get me wrong, there's times we need to hear that. But but I think if we really, I think we want to be careful about looking at everything in Scripture um, or in the teachings of the church, for that matter, as being God telling us we can't do something. You know, it's much beyond that. And we want to understand, because what's going to do, what that's going to do is sort of skew our view Hey, that's a rhyme. That's pretty good. <laughs> Skew our view of of God and how much he loves us. You know, we don't want to picture him as some kind of nasty tyrant who's ready to, to smack us over the head if we do something wrong, because that's not what he does. God wants what's best for us. So I, I think that, and look, I, I don't know, I don't think I ever viewed him as somebody who was going to get mad at me. You know, you hear some people say, well, I... I'm always scared of God the Father that he's like this nasty person who's going to really uh, yell at me if I, if I mess up and when I'm judged, I, I'm afraid and, and all that. I, I never had that view of the Father. I, I, I just had a very vague picture of him. You know, I, I didn't really know who he was. I mean, I could conceptually picture Jesus, but the Father was kind of like this wishy-washy type figure who is out there like this God figure, but you know, the way we, the way we view him or the way we think of him based on looking at his words in the Bible, a lot of times can really shape our relationship with him. I mean, if I don't think God is a loving father, I'm probably not going to want to get into a deeper relationship with him. Right. It's kind of like, you know, your boss, you ever have one of those bosses who is demanding and you just want to stay out of his or her way. And I, I've been there like, all right, just let me just fly under the radar and I, I don't want to get the boss mad. But, but I think we need to be careful because that's not who God is. So even though I didn't view him as a tyrant, I did view him as sort of like a, a non-entity. I know that sounds horrible, but he wasn't real to me. So I, I found that the Father is very real, and, and, and I really do love him, and I know he loves me, and I want to I hopefully continue to share that image with you. So when we look at what Jesus is saying, now remember, Jesus came, he came to redeem us, but one of the other reasons Jesus came is to reveal the Father to us. You know, there was a somewhat 
view of God as a distant, uh, impersonal God when Jesus came and said, no, here, let me, let me reveal the Father to you. And through his words and his actions, he did just that. So when Jesus is speaking to us today, he's essentially revealing the message that the Father wants us to have. And if you look at some of his language today, it's easy to be put off by it. So that's why I'm saying I, I want to chat with you about it and really try to um, talk more, a little, unpack it a little bit, because this is a good news message, okay? And it, it's, it's all good news, and look, that's why I do what I do. I don't hold back. If, so, if there's a tough message here, like I told you about being ready and staying awake, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it to you, but I think we just can't leave it there. Do good or else. That's, that's not good enough. Do good because it's going to make you happy and God loves you and you want to show you love him. I mean, that's that's the reason why we do good. So that's what I'm all about and that's what I'm going to try to convey in the remainder of the time that I have with you today. Thanks for swinging by. Now, I have to let you know that the windows are open. It's a gorgeous day in southern New Jersey. I think it's going to be getting a little colder. we got some rain on the way, so I'm trying to appreciate the weather. I don't hear any dogs barking. I don't any, hear any lawns being cut right now, but you never know. I've tried this before. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Let's see what we can do. I apologize in advance for any noise that comes through the windows, but it was just too nice to not have the windows open today. So here's what I want to do. Um, by the way, this is disastrous. I'm staring at a plate of cookies that my daughters made today. Early. Beautiful cookies and I don't eat on the show. Obviously, I can't eat on the show, but man, this is this is a temptation. I'm grabbing one as soon as we're done here. So let's get to praying, and then we'll get this show finished so I can have a cookie. That doesn't sound good, but <laughs> they look really good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, you know, um, I really, I, I really understand. I have come to appreciate how much you love me. It took a while. I was able to read the words of Jesus. The Holy Spirit helped. I, I really sought you out. And, and, and I, I, get, I'm, I get it. I want to get it more. But I do understand that you do love me. And I really do understand that you want what's best for me. Father, as we turn to you today, this is kind of, you know, sometimes it's, um, it's sort of an unusual relationship that we have because when we when we talk to one another, we're, we wait for a response. And when I have this conversation with you as we're praying right now, I don't hear anything. And, and, and honestly, that takes some getting used to. I mean, you know that, right? It takes some getting used to because it's a little different. You don't speak in the traditional ways. But Father, I know you're here. I know that you care about us. I know that you know what each one of us needs right now. So I'm going to ask you, not because you need to know what we need, I'm going to ask you because you want us to ask, please provide our needs, Father, both spiritual and material. Please help us to grow closer to you, closer to Jesus, and closer to the Holy Spirit. Father, I ask you to send comfort to anybody who is suffering today. Give hope to the hopeless. Heal the sick. 
and call back and change the hearts of anyone who has walked away from a relationship with you or who wants nothing to do with you. Father, we ask you to send your spirit to me today so I can deliver the message that you have for us. And I ask you, Father, to open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we're receptive to hearing what you have to say and willing to put it into practice. Heavenly Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, well, thank you for praying with me. And, you know, we... um. It, it, the relationship with God the Father, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, I've, I've watched it, my wife, Eileen, grow closer to the Father over the past year and a half. Um, COVID really brought that about because we prayed more. We, we really worked on letting the Father make himself known. It, it's something that is a little bit unusual, but it is really worth it. So if you have this desire to get closer to the Father, to know him, if you don't know him, um, I, I'm going to keep, I'll keep working on that. So s- stick with me. I hope you can keep listening to the show and, you know, read my daily email reflections because I'll, I'll work some of that in, uh, because I realize a lot of people don't understand the father or don't feel close to him or don't even know like w- what he looks like because he's a spirit. You know, that's, that's hard. That's hard to picture. We can picture Jesus because we've seen statues, but any representation of the father is just that it's a, it's a, man-made image because the father has no body of flesh and bone like Jesus did. He is a spirit. You can't see him. And, you know, sometimes you see the picture of God as an old man. And if that works for you, that's that's fine. But really, he's a spirit, as is the Holy Spirit. So you can't see them. They are not confined to a physical body, as was Jesus when he took on uh, be, took on a human body. Now, the Word, the second person of the Trinity, before he came to earth as Jesus, he was also a spirit. You know, that's, um, and that's, that's it's tough sometimes, but let's keep working on that and, uh, and ask, you know, say, Father, I want to get to know you more and listen to what Jesus says when he reveals the Father and, and, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to make the Father and Jesus more real to you. Um, that's something I pray for every day, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it does work. It, it, it takes time, but it does work. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. I'm Gary Zimak. It is Friday. I'm so glad to be with you. Um, again, it's a beautiful day here, and uh, it's just, man, for late October, this is some really nice weather. I want to let you know, what do I want to let you know? Uh, my website, followingthetruth.com. So, I, I told you I was having some troubles with the website. I, I, I have a, I was able to reload it. It looks a little different. Um, actually, I think it looks a little better, but I'm going to probably be making some changes with it in the in the near future to try to unclutter it or declutter. I don't know what the word is. It's uh, It's been in place for a while. And, uh, you know, I'm an old software guy. I I am not, website design is not my specialty, but I do know that when you start tweaking software you have the potential to really mess things up and and I don't really I want to be very careful and do this at the right time so I'm not sure when the right time is but the website is functional it looks slightly different 
but uh, I'm, I'm really pleased that I was able to get it up and running again after the difficulties I had this week. But followingthetruth.com is the place to go. Everything that was there before is there now. I had trouble with the blog, but I got that restored today, and I think we're pretty operational. Um, so that's that. If you have not yet signed up for my daily email reflection, let not your heart be troubled, make sure you do that. You can do that at the website. It doesn't cost you anything, and uh, I would be happy to send it out to you. I send it out once each day. You do not get spammed. I do not share your email address with anybody, but it just gives me a means to keep in touch with you. Um, let's see what else is there. Don't forget the my weekend podcast the, the, the podcast that comes out each week, The Gary Zimak Show, that is now available. You can find that on my website as well, and that'll give you an insight, some insight into Sunday's Mass readings. I think that's about it. Other than, oh yeah, next week, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. I'm going to start talking about my latest book. So we, I plan to do that next week. I hope you'll be able to tune in for that. We'll just I'm not sure how many days I'm going to spend on it, but I want to give you some insight into what the book's all about, obviously finding peace and happiness. But what does that mean? You know, I'm going to go into some of the specifics. So that's coming up next week uh, on the program. Okay, so I said we're going to talk about the gospel. Before I do that, I want to share the quote that I I shared on Facebook today. It came up as a memory uh, on Facebook because today is the memorial for St. John Paul II. This was the day that he officially became Pope. So that's why this date, October the 22nd, was chosen. So this particular quote comes from this day in 1978. And here's what St. John Paul II had to say. And I, and I really like this. I totally forgot that I shared this. I totally forgot about this quote. But boy, it's a good one. And it's not one that you hear very often. And here's what St. John Paul II said. Brothers and sisters, do not be afraid to welcome Christ and accept his power. Now, it's good, isn't it? Now, we've all heard the be not afraid part of the quote. Um, that's He's very much known for saying be not afraid. But this is like the full version of what he said. Be not afraid to welcome Christ. So that what does that tell you? That tells you there's something you have to do to invite Christ into your life. He's there, he wants to get involved, but you have to welcome him, right? Welcome him, which means you're inviting him into your life and accept his power. There's two things that we have to do, according to St. John Paul II. Not only do we have to welcome Christ, we have to be willing to accept his power. Now, how do we do that? We welcome him. I mean, this is not that hard. We welcome him. It should be uh, honestly, it should be more difficult, right? It should be more complicated, but it's not. Jesus, help me. Jesus, please enter into my life. Come, Jesus. You know, whatever whatever you want to say, just welcome him. And then accept his power. How do we accept his power? I love that word, power. We accept his power by letting him work in us. How do we do that? When we are baptized, we receive his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit works in us, we can see some extraordinary things. There are extraordinary charisms that come about through the Holy Spirit. Some people have been granted the ability to heal. There are some people who have the charism of healing. Some have the charism of prophecy. 
Some have the, the charism of, of speaking in foreign tongues. I mean, there are multiple manifestations of the Holy Spirit. But we all have the ability. There's, there are what you would call the extraordinary gifts. But there's the, I don't want to say ordinary because these aren't ordinary. But they are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, um, the manifestations, charisms, I guess. I don't want to say gifts of the Holy Spirit because then we'll be tied into the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are clearly defined. So I don't, I don't want to use the word gifts, but really they're given to us, these charisms, if you want to call them that, of the Holy Spirit. And if we let the Holy Spirit work in us, and that therefore what we got to do is say, come Holy Spirit, work in us, and we got to back off. You know, working with the Holy Spirit is like a GPS. The Holy Spirit tells us what to do. And the Holy Spirit's like power steering in that he makes it easier to do certain things, but he doesn't force us. So just like we can ignore the GPS, or another example that came to me the other day was when we're driving a car and we put it in cruise control, we could we can hit the brake and turn off the cruise control anytime we want. So ultimately, ultimately, what we let the Holy Spirit do in us, that power of the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Jesus, um, it depends on our letting go and surrendering. And that's where we get ourselves in trouble. But if we let the Holy Spirit work in us, the Holy Spirit's job is to transform us into Jesus. When he does that, our lives will show the fruits of, of the Holy Spirit as listed by St. Paul. And the fruits are love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now that's good stuff, right? Do not be afraid to welcome Christ and accept his power. In other words, do not be afraid to let the Holy Spirit work in you. And all of those things that you find yourself doing, you know, those things that are not so good. If you let the Holy Spirit work, and that's not easy for people like me who like to be in control, you're going to bear good fruit and you're going to look like Jesus. And you're going to be peaceful because that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, both internal and external peace. I mean, you you know, it's all good, but we have that fallen human nature. We have that desire to be in charge. And it's not easy to, as the old saying goes, let go and let God. It's not. But in order to let the Holy Spirit work through us and to uh, to, to, to look like Jesus, then what we got to do is we got to figure out a way to do that. So it's that control thing. But that's a good verse from, or good message from St. John Paul II. Brothers and sisters, do not be afraid to welcome Christ and accept his power. You know, sometimes we're afraid, like, ah, I don't want to let go. I mean, he might make me do wacky things, but that's really not the way it, you you might do wacky things, but you're going to want to do them in there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't be afraid. All right, look, let's look at this gospel now because, um, man, this is tough language, but let me, let me get to, let me explain what I really see in this one. And I'll share it with you. The gospel is from Luke chapter 12, 54 through 59. Jesus said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say immediately that it is going to rain, and so it does. And when you notice that the wind is blowing from the south, 
You say that it's going to be hot, and so it is. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? If you are to go with your opponent before a magistrate, make an effort to settle the matter on the way. Otherwise, your opponent will tell you, turn you over to the judge. And the judge hand you over to the constable. And the constable throw you into prison. I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. So, I mean, yeah, it's a rough message, right? But I prayed about it this morning, and I said, all right, Lord, what do you want me to say about this? And I, I came up with something that I used in my um, daily email reflection. It's what I want to share with you now. I mean, essentially what Jesus is saying is, like, pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on around you, because I'm trying to signal some things. I'm trying to let you know about some some changes you need to make. Um, and, and look, that's not, I don't think it's an extreme viewpoint. I think it's very reasonable, especially when we look back throughout the Old Testament. You see a lot of this. What happens when the people stray? When, the, when God's people start to stray or go down a path that's not good for them. Remember, God's just trying to boss everybody around. He wants what's best for us because that's what unconditional love is all about. So when the, the, the chosen people would start to worship other gods and, you know, uh, get into all kinds of trouble and basically forget about the one true God, he would have to send them little reminders and it would be, they would be defeated by the enemies and some things would happen to kind of make them remember and typically what they would do is repent and at some point realize, yes, we have not been faithful and it's, you know, it's time to be faithful now. And they would get the message. But what Jesus is saying today to the people in this gospel and, and to us is, you better listen. You better listen. I'm trying to tell you something, right? Now, the example I gave in the book is the whole pandemic thing. I mean, we're going on, this thing started pretty much in February of 2020, and I, and I I mentioned in the um, in my email reflection that I, I I kind of understood that I was not in control. I, I thought that I had limited control, but it really took the pandemic to make me realize how limited my limited control was. In other words, I took certain things for granted, certain freedoms, certain opportunities, totally for granted. And it taught me this pandemic taught me that nothing is um, nothing is a, what's the word? We are not entitled to anything. You know, like I can't say that I deserve this freedom or that freedom. Everything that I have in life is a gift from God. You know, and it, it takes seeing the churches closed and realizing you can't go to church when you want, going to the supermarket, and even if the supermarket's opening, open, finding the shelves empty with certain products. You know, when you start to realize how much you have been given and that everything is a gift and that we can't say, well, I deserve this. Because I think living, at least where I live in the in the U.S., um, we have a pretty comfortable lifestyle. And, and I've never really wanted for too much. I mean, I came from a middle-class family, but we never really were hurting for anything, you know? And I took a lot of things for granted. So I believe that in the case of the pandemic, 
in the case of a unexpected illness that you might encounter or a job layoff or uh, a relationship problem or, or, or financial uh, catastrophe, something you didn't see coming. I think God often, remember God's in charge. God is sovereign. God can stop things from happening. While he doesn't always will things, if it's happening, God has signed off on it. I mean, it has to be that way. Otherwise, we, we've got this vision of God as somebody who's like, can't really help or, or, or is standing by while the world is spinning out of control. That's not the God that we read about in Scripture and the God that we are taught about in by our church. I mean, he, that's not him. So he's allowing these things to happen for a reason. If he allows a storm into your life, it, it, it had to go across his desk. He had to rubber stamp it. You know, you get, if somebody does evil to you, God does not will that evil, but he's allowing it to happen for a reason. And that reason is he can bring good out of it. You know, and if, if he's letting it happen, here's the thing. If God's letting something happen, a difficulty of some kind, he can bring more good out of it than he can bring out of you not having the difficulty. And that's a hard thing to get your, your mind to wrap your brain around. But it's one that can bring you a lot of peace if you, if you learn to accept it. And, and that's what I, I wrote about in, in, this, um, in my email reflection. What I didn't get into is the fact that I think a lot of people missed an opportunity I, I hope I didn't. I mean, I got something out of it. I hope I got what the Lord wanted me to get out of it. And we're still not out of the COVID woods yet. So, I mean, I'm still learning some things. But I, I look around and I've talked to people and not everybody is very thankful that they got through this and appreciating, having greater appreciation for what they had prior to COVID coming on the scene. And, and I just want to throw that out there just for whatever's going on in your life, any difficulties, any things happening in the world. I mean, try to figure out and ask the Holy Spirit to help you what God's trying to teach you personally. You know, you see a lot of division and nastiness. I was seeing a, a dialogue on Facebook earlier today. Man, somebody just, people just going at each other. Like we look around and we complain. Yes, the world's crazy. People are nasty. But what is, what are, is God saying to you through that? You know, because when we see things like this, when we see what's going on in the world, it should inspire us to do something different. If I'm looking at people treating each other like garbage, then I should try to be that person who doesn't do that, right? And the Holy Spirit working in me can enable me to love even people who annoy me. But that's that's what I'm getting at today. Pay attention, listen to Jesus, look around. And if you see struggles, if you see certain things happening, you know, struggles in your life, signs of, of disunity in the world, try to do what you can to make a difference. Listen to Jesus. Pay attention. It's not too late. You know, we're still alive and we have time to repent, to change the way we're living our lives. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm going to run. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to me. It means a lot. God willing, I plan to be back with you here on Monday. If you need anything, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. God bless you. See you soon.